Welcome back to the Love Your Story podcast. It's a beautiful summer day for creating fabulous moments in your life story. So let's get a little inspiration for doing something that your future self will thank you for. Today, I have Dan Davis, the owner and creator of Sturry, Stories That Stir. He's here with me today. And just a little about him. He and his team have told video stories of over 60 individuals and organizations from across the world, from the everyday Joe to the million dollar CEO. And each and every story is a journey of discovery. As you know, from all the stories that we tell on the podcast, we have so many things in common as humans, but we also have such individual life journeys. So a a little bit of Dan's journey today and also a a little about Sturry and these stories that he's been collecting and creating. So stay tuned for a peek at his story and the process he's learned for peeling back the layers of living to discover your own story and the realization that your life is more than just a list of chronological events. This podcast is about changing the world. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Dan Davis has run a variety of multi-million dollar companies in various industries. He's worked in sports marketing, in film production, in healthcare, and in digital marketing. He's currently the CEO and Sturry a video storytelling platform that I mentioned earlier. And he uses this to help people discover their full potential through stories that move us. And he's got a passion for this, understanding story and understanding video and creating this. So I I want to ask him a little about that. So Dan, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I want to start with your story. How did you get started on the journey of discovering the importance of your story, that it was more than work, that it was more than just nose to the grindstone. This is what life is supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I actually had to think about my life <laughs> and, that I, and that sounds so simple, but I think that sometimes we, we don't do that. And uh, for me, I just worked and worked and worked since I was a, a young man at 14 years old. I started my first business and, and ran several businesses until uh, I started a, a real business, right? Um, when I was an adult, Uh, I was a senior in college and did that. And throughout having all these experiences of being an entrepreneur and taking risk and trying to find my passion, I think I was searching so hard to find my passion and my calling in life through work that I just ended up working and not finding that, that passion. And, uh, for me, I, I lost myself over the course of my career and losing myself felt uneasy and uncomfortable and something that I, I felt like it got to a point where I, I needed to change that. I think that's really super common with lots and lots of people, not not a unique story necessarily. Do you find that when you interview with people um, and their stories that that's a common path? Yeah, it's a really common thread that, that people do what maybe uh, is 
just, uh, I guess, common uh, in the workplace, in church or social realms or whatever. We, we kind of sometimes just do <laughs> without thinking or, or we do and we think and overanalyze what's right in front of us, but we don't analyze what's inside. Doing that's important. So how did you get to that space where you thought, oh, I need to, I need to figure out what's inside. This matters. For me, it was when I was uh, I was running a, a business down in uh, Arizona. Uh, my company that I was recruited by uh, acquired a rehab and skilled nursing um, facility in Arizona, and um, that acquisition was. Uh, the company that I worked for acquired businesses that were really struggling and losing a lot of money and expected people like me to go in and fix that. And it became the most stressful environment of my life. <laughs> Having, I, I mean, I had 115 employees and uh, anywhere between 60 and 80 patients at any given time in a facility that was 30, 40 years old that was um, not in good shape. And so I was, I was trying to keep these people alive, literally keep my staff on board with this new culture and new company that just acquired them. And all the while I was just working and I, I wasn't working on myself. I spent so much time away from my family. I spent so much time at the office where I'd get in at, you know, six thirty or seven and not leave till 11 at night sometimes. And it was just this, this never ending cycle of not feeling fulfilled at all. Um, but in my mind, I thought, Hey, I'm only 30 years old and I'm a CEO of this company. Uh, this is exactly where somebody at my age would want to be, um, and have this level of responsibility. And then I realized, uh, it just came to me through some, some spiritual experiences and some, uh, conversations with my wife that even though we thought this is what we were meant to do after moving to Arizona from Utah, this is not what we're supposed to do. Um, now it was right at the time but now it's time to resign. So we, we resigned after only a short period down there and I ended up unemployed for uh, about three months. Uh, I mean, I started a business after that. So you kind of feel unemployed for many months after that. But <laughs> Was that scary being um, unemployed, oh. re resigning without uh, another plan and having a family to support? Uh, absolutely. Because we had just had our second kid um, while we were in Arizona. And so we had two little kids and uh, no health insurance. Uh, my company didn't pay for me to move back to Utah. We had sold our house, so we had nowhere to live. Um, How did we, you dare do that then? I mean, was uh, the, the spiritual promptings you had were just enough or your inner need was just enough that you were willing to take that risk? Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife are just, we're very connected in that way with God. And we've just decided that if, if God said something is, is right for us to do, we cannot see the future. And so we, we just, those, those experiences were strong enough for us to know that, you know what, it's time to move on and take this risk. There must be something better waiting for us. But even though we had that strong of an experience, that does not mean <laughs> that it made it um, much easier. It was so difficult to not have health insurance. And to, we just went into so much debt moving back to Utah and went into so much debt not having a job for three months. And, and the part of our story that's really interesting, I, I feel like, is that we got lots of job offers, but every single one of them did not feel right, which meant that we just were unemployed for 
uh, you know, what felt like an unnecessary <laughs> long length of time. That is so crazy. I mean, it's definitely the definition of faith, right? You keep walking forward exactly. despite the dark. I mean, it doesn't get any more faith driven than that. And yet I, I also want to point out that it's the definition of courage because it, you know, courage isn't that you don't feel fear. You, you feel fear, but courage is that you continue to walk through that dark forest feeling guided. Yeah. Or hoping you're guided. <laughs> hoping yeah. that the gamble yeah. you're making makes sense. It, it did feel very, very blind, I will say that, um, because we we just, I mean, we had this hardship of, of financially that was just such a burden during that time and so frustrating. And one after another, these opportunities, specifically one opportunity that I write about on our our um, website that you can see, but um, I go into detail about how one opportunity felt really right and it financially was the best opportunity we've ever been given. And then me and my wife went through the same process that we go through with every big decision and we pray about it individually. We do that together as a couple and um, we establish that connection with God through all of these experiences. And once again, God said, that's not the, even though it looks like it's the right opportunity on paper, this isn't it. Um, and now I'm so grateful for that. But at the time it was so, it was, there's no other way to put it. It was devastating to both of us because we thought here's our saving grace, but it wasn't. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with your faith and your ability to interpret personal revelation <laughs> because that's, um, you know, oftentimes when something looks really, really good, that the the feel is just, yay, this is the answer to the prayer. Let's go. And then you, you don't take time to actually analyze it. At least maybe I don't. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to say, Hey, this looks, this looks right on paper. This is what I should do. And there's a lot of naysayers. We had a lot of naysayers saying, what are you doing? Um, including, uh, you know, family, friends, people that were close to us saying you're, you're turning this down. Why this will be the best thing for your family. And what those naysayers don't understand is what's best for our family is what, what God, you know, with us is directing us to do, not what other people are saying. And just because our situation scares them, uh, doesn't mean that it's the wrong decision for us. That, that scares those people because they're uncomfortable with what we're, we were doing, which is following God. Um, and if they're not willing to do that and they're uncomfortable with that, that doesn't mean that we should change our, our uh, perspective on that. Beautifully said and really powerful from a space of taking responsibility for your own story and understanding um, your, your personal ability to create your own story and responsibility for that and nobody else's. That's, that's really, um, that's a place of strength. Nicely done. Where did you end up and what was the lesson that you learned from all of that? So it was so interesting. After we turned this job down, I, I just felt lost. Um, and I started to just read book after book. And I, I called a, a relative of mine that had a business that had an open office in their business and said, can I just come there to that open office every day and look for a job and discover myself. And uh, this was an aunt of mine that had a business. And she said, you are more than welcome to do that. And office is generous. It was, it was, uh, it, she was so generous in giving me this space, but this space was a uh, storage room. <laughs> and so I was, I was alone with these boxes and um, you know, her business is booming and, and this was the only space that was available. So it was, I, I was just excited to take it and get out of the house with a couple of kids at home that were, 
distracting and I love them to death, but hard to look for a job with two little toddlers. But, um, so I, I ended up reading book after book and, and these are, um, these are kind of business books. These are self-discovery books. These are stories on people. I started networking and interviewing for more and more jobs. And I just decided at that time, now is my time to discover what I'm meant to do. Because if I'm working and busy with all that, I don't have the time to do that. So let's invest in ourselves. And that was another risk. But my wife was willing to have me discover that because she wanted me to find what we were supposed to do. And that was my job. Um, so I took that on as my job and took it very seriously. I showed up in the morning early, you know, left at the end of the day and just spent every waking moment discovering that. And uh, I got invited by, um, I'm, I'm LDS and uh, the LDS church invited me to come speak at a, um, the, the, they call it the employment office, but what it is is the unemployment <laughs> office because it's, anyway, they invited me to speak and uh, it was the blind leading the blind. That's kind of my joke that I say over and over again because I was unemployed and they were asking me to speak to other unemployed people. And I gave a training on discovering yourself and your story in the process and um, how, you know, that can sometimes when you discover that thing, it's not something that goes on a resume. It's, it's something that can make you very successful. And sometimes we downgrade that because it doesn't make it on the resume. But I discovered something in myself that was a truth for me that I had never taken time to discover and pinpoint. And it was that my greatest strength was my ability to connect with people immediately and connect with them and their story and them to do the same and feel like we're close, even though we're strangers. Um, and to do that with people that I already have relationships with already, but it was just that ability that was natural that I was like, I've never really dissected that. And that doesn't go on your, you know, you don't put on your resume. I can connect with people and somebody they'll say, fantastic. What does that have to do with this job that you're applying for? (laughs) Um, so I discovered that. And so after I gave this training, a couple of these unemployed people were, were executives. One of them was an executive at a hospital and another one was a a business, um, development executive people that I really truly looked up to that just found had bad circumstances and bad luck. uh, You could say, uh, everything happens for a reason, but, um, they came up to me and said, what are you doing looking for a job? And I said, I got to provide for my family. They said, you need to start your own business. And immediately I was like, I've done that before. This is not the right time. This is, that's way too, way too scary. (laughs) We're already doing something scary and that's not right. And I, I decided not to communicate that to my wife for a couple of weeks. And, um, I didn't feel like that was right, um, even though I felt like it was right in my heart. But logically, it was like this would be the worst financial decision for our family and create more hardship. And so it was so interesting. I came, I went, they asked me to come back and do another training. By that second training, I, I had that feeling inside of me like you need to, you need to talk to your wife. And I'm just, I'm driving home from that training and I'm like, I really don't want to bring this up. (laughs) The idea idea of starting your own thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was like, I, this is not what a wife wants to hear in this scenario where you're in debt and have no insurance for your kids and you've moved in with your parents and everything is stacked against you, against you. And, and I just thought, you know what, our relationship has been based on communication and trust and communicating what we feel rather than being uh, hiding that. 
So I, I came to her, I walked in and I remember very vividly, she was sitting on the couch downstairs in the family room in my parents' house. And I said, I don't know how you're going to react to this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because this is how I feel. And uh, that's how our relationship's built. But I, I truly feel like I need to start a business and not, and stop looking for a job. And I just, I was on eggshells, <laughs> just waiting for that reaction. And she just started bawling. And I was like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is the reaction that's worst case scenario, right? Like, what are you thinking? So she started crying and said, you know what? I felt that same prompting that this is what you need to do. Um, but it's been scary, but, but I think you should do it. And she said those words. <laughs> it was wow. What a relief amazing. to you, huh? It was. And what an amazing moment for our relationship and our marriage and our family to something that is not, it was totally, it was not logical um, by any means to have that conversation and to feel that way. But we felt like God was saying, you're meant to do something now that you've discovered yourself, you're meant to do something much bigger than going and getting a job for somebody else. And so what was that? Was that scary? <laughs> we had no idea. <laughs> we, 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 you know, she was crying, I was crying and we gave hugs and we're like, awesome. What are we supposed to start? What is this business? So I went back to that office, same office, cleared it out, made more space in there, started putting up poster boards on the walls and just taking some of my experience and trying to connect the dots and figure out what this business was. And over the course of another couple months, I discovered that my ability to connect with people through story is it was my main strength. And I had this background of running a, a film production company and I thought, Here's a, you know, this world is becoming ever more digital every, every day, every minute. And I want to do, you know, I, I had a guy come to me and he had an interesting story and I asked him if he could film it. Um, you got to watch the story. I won't spoil what that story was, but he was unemployed and asked me for some advice and I invited him to my office. He shared that story with me and just, I had this overwhelming feeling to ask him, are you okay? If, can, can I share your story? with people and I can assemble a crew and I have this experience doing this. And he said, sure. And I was kind of shocked and I went, crap, how am I going to pay for that? <laughs> but once again, it was just this feeling of just, just do what you feel like you're supposed to do and it'll work out. And he was our first, first of many, many stories uh, that we did from that point on that, that changed my life and my wife's life and, and the people that we do the stories on and those that get to see them. You realize that you and I are doing the same thing, just on different platforms. And that's great. And that's what's amazing about what Sturry is, is we bring together all these people that are already doing good and you do what you do best and we do what we do best. And we just, we can work together because we have the same goal and that's to help people. And isn't it fun to find other story people? I feel like we're all part of the same tribe. It's like, oh, totally. Totally. Story friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it's because we care. We, we care deeply about this life and people experiencing life and letting their story move them to become something better. And when you find people like that, I, I, it's a unique, unique opportunity to work with them. And so we take advantage of that. Well, and I think understanding 
those of us that work in story, we have an understanding for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, the understanding that I gained through my master's degree in folklore or the understanding that you've gained through, you know, film and, and retelling these stories. But you you come to understand the power of story itself and not just in a an intellectual way, but in a way that excites you. And the power behind story is so real, it being the genre that every person can connect with, regardless of um, gender, race, culture, you know, anywhere, even slot in history. Story is the genre that all human beings are programmed to teach and learn and share and make sense of their own lives and inspire other people, inspire themselves just to, it's a narrative form where where we understand we create narratives all day, every day in order to make sense of our own lives. It's the form that we all know how to function in. So yep. when, you, when you're dealing with story, you don't have to think who's my target market and how do I, um, you know, is story appropriate for them? Story is appropriate for every target market. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we found just an amazing discovery is that all these stories that we've done have been such a variety of people, but there is that common language. And what it is, is people like to feel <laughs> and people like to, to gain perspective. Um, and some people are further along that road of being open to perspective. And some people are on the other, other end of the spectrum where it surprises them. Um, but everybody wants to feel connected to other people and story is uh, combining that with video we found was the most powerful way to communicate this connection and help people discover themselves through someone else's story. Mm. So what, tell us a little about what, what story is. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, story, like you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast stands for stories that stir. So we only do um, stories that build connection and are uh, emotional and inspiring. Um, that's our criteria. We never take on any projects or commercial things that are, that are focused on product. Um, it's always on, on story and on those, the criteria of, you know, is this helping us share the good and helping people discover their, their story from the beginning. We did that guy, that gentleman's story. And then we got, I had the prompting just to continue to do stories and create this inventory of stories, not knowing exactly you know, what would come about of that. So we took out several credit cards and we went and just story after story, after story, after story. And pretty soon I realized what was happening and how God saw much further in advance than I did. And companies started to see that and say, you guys are the best at creating these stories, but you're also the best at connecting to an audience and connecting to people. Um, that's what we need. We need you to come and tell our stories for us. And so, um, some very large companies from the very beginning started saying, we want to do this. It didn't happen right away, um, but we want to do this. How do you suggest we do this? And they were looking to us as the experts. And so we just started to, to uh, hear these great stories ourselves and go film them and also get hired by companies um, to do the same thing. These companies that had a greater cause than just selling product. And so that's where our clients are. How many of the companies already know their story and how many of them do you have to help find their story before they can fully tell it? I think most companies know their chronological story. Um, and, and if they don't, that's a, that, that should be a surprise, but everybody knows, you know, this is the order in which things happen in my life. And that's kind of why we always talk about, that's not what we really mean by discovering your story. It's not going back and creating a timeline of your story. 
discovering your story is pinpointing those pivotal moments where you learned and gained perspective. Um, and so that's what we do with these companies. We go on a journey with them to help them discover where was, where was that turning point? Where did you gain perspective? Where did you establish the cause in which your, your company operates? And we help identify that and share that in a way that allows others to identify with it. How much mentally do you ever refer to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey? Does that, does that type of um, structural work ever figure into what you're doing or is it more you go by feel? We go by feel. We're, we're very non-traditional, although all these books and resources like the one you mentioned are, are things that we take into account and read and we, we use internally. Um, but we, we are very non-traditional um, of a typical production company or typical storytelling where we, we don't go in with an agenda usually. Um, and it doesn't mean that necessarily we wing it, but we, we plan accordingly and we, we go by the feel of what the story um, the field that the story needs to communicate and we go that direction. So you primarily work with businesses then because I'm, I've, I've obviously been on Steri and watched your videos and they're all, they're all personal clips. The ones I've watched anyway, um, really well done, super short. So they don't, you know, if they don't take up a lot of time. People can get on and, and, and one thing I noticed about them is that they are, I think they're common threads, like anybody's going to be able to connect with it, you know, with, with these things that you're outlining in these people's stories. So often there's, there's just a space that either it's a, it's a common experience or it's something that is just part of being human. So you, you can connect with other people. We do take on clients. Um, our long-term play is to not just be client-driven. Um, I, I run a business where in production and doing film and stories where it was client-driven, and that's the wrong direction for us. We, we want to create what we're building as a technology and a platform to allow us to share these stories. And that platform and technology hasn't been uh, openly shared yet. And once it's shared, people will get the bigger picture of what story is. But essentially what it is, is we want to have a controlled environment for people to come and discover their story. And we're going to take out all the noise that's on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all these other platforms. Those are great tools to share content. There's a lot of noise on them and a lot of competition. But if you're serious about discovering your story, we're going to create a platform and content on that platform that allows you to go in and you can search mental health. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, you're going to search that. All these videos will be tagged in that category. 20 videos and stories of people who are have overcome, you know, these challenges in their life or discovered that there's these different things that have helped them get through their journey and, and be a better person, you're going to be able to gain that perspective very naturally on our platform. And so that, that means that we got to do the stories that we want to do, not what our clients want us to do. But the beauty of clients is we're getting to, to getting these stories that we want to get through them that they're finding for us. And we get to go do those and combine that with the stories that we find and get submitted to us. And now we have this really cool ecosystem of, of these amazing stories from around the world that are being just done in so many different ways and submitted in, in a lot of different ways. And we get to go do whichever ones we want. 
So you're creating a story database of personal stories um, that people can come to to learn and share other people's stories. But then you also have um, corporate clients on the side that sort of pay for the gigs um, because yep. you're helping them find their business stories. Yeah. And those stories, we, we are very selective, just like we would be with our own stories on what stories we're willing to tell. Um, so we bid out our clients just like we would a, a story that we want to go tell that gets submitted through our website. So, so we get to do the ones we want to do. And if somebody wants to start watching Sturry, um, where, where can they find you? So they can just go to Sturry.com, S-T-I-R-Y.com. Um, that's where you'll see every single story that we've ever launched under the Sturry Originals. Um, you'll see all of those stories. Um, facebook.com forward slash Sturry or just search Sturry, uh, S-T-I-R-Y on Facebook and then Instagram. There's some kid in Wisconsin that has Sturry as his Instagram handle and has never used his Instagram account. So we are Sturry official <laughs> on Instagram, um, just to distinguish between us and him. But, um, and then YouTube, you can search Sturry and all of our contents on there as well. So with all of the things that you know about Sturry and the way knowing your own story, the way you've chosen to live, give the listeners a couple pieces of advice that you would leave us with about living our best stories or finding them. For me, I, I think uh, there's two key things. It's invest in yourself. Um, that means uh, uninterrupted time that you need to spend on yourself. Uh, and, and you need to figure out what that is for you and how you do that and where you go do that and what books you read and uh, what people you listen to, podcasts like this or books that you want to read. There's a lot of resources out there, but you, the second thing paired with that is trust your gut on where you should go. And that's where you should go to discover your story and where you should go once you do discover that. Um, and, and it is a process that is very painful at times um, and very difficult because you, you unearth these things that are uncomfortable. Um, but I think that's, that's the only way you discover what you're meant to do. So I would say spend time on yourself, invest in yourself uh, and trust your gut in which ways that you do that and then trust your gut on where, where you should go after that. And when I say trust your gut, it doesn't matter if you, you know, for me, if I believe in God, if you don't believe in God or believe in a different God or believe in something, um, you know, nature or the universe or whatever it is, all of us have this deep thing within us that tells us what we should do. You, you need to listen to that. I feel like between the two of us that um, we're sort of tackling all of life, the big picture of life through through story, which is interesting because this idea that you're bringing up of, you know, digging, investing in yourself, listening to the right things, creating who you want on purpose. And then in that process, you often do come up with these um painful stories or stories of shame or stories in your past that are holding you back because you haven't worked through them. And then this is where I come in with the five steps for reframing a story. And with the Love Your Story podcast, um, I have created tools for people to be able to live and create their best life stories moving forward. And one of those is the course on being able to reframe past stories that are holding you back. And then one of the other tools, the 21, um, 21 day life connection challenge about living intentionally and fearless every day is about creating 
um, or using tools. I call them story tools, but it's actively tools that you're actively implementing into your life for creating the type of life that you want going forward. And then you, you know, coming back to you, you're, you're helping people discover where they've been and what they're about and then telling those stories and using stories of other people to find resources. So between the two of us, we're encapsulating a lot of understanding self, um, healing self, moving forward and creating things on purpose and sharing in that community of story together for for lifting and um, and moving forward with creation. Absolutely. I love it. It's a powerful combination for sure. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. Do you have any parting thought you want to leave that I haven't asked you about? Oh, I mean, I, I you and I, right. We can talk for, for a long time. I don't think I have anything else <laughs> to say, but I, I just, I, I'm, I am excited that your audience, I'm sure because of who you are, what you represent, um, will gravitate towards what we're doing and that's exciting. And I, I hope that we can you know, help them in their journey and, and whatever they want to discover and, and can discover in themselves. And just remember that we are meant to, to be today. And discovering your story could be different tomorrow. So it's just a, it's a journey. Continue to discover yourself because you could find out next week you're meant to do and be something, you know, completely different and embrace that. It's, that's a, it's such a great journey once you embrace that. Do you want people to send you their stories? What's that process for what you do? Do you already have a lot of um, incoming stories and that's not something you need? Or are you looking for people to submit potential stories for the videos? Or do you just handpick people that you want to make these story videos about? But no, we love to get submissions. You can just go right on, on story.com and on the front page, there's a, a place for you to do a snippet of your story. Um, and we always take the handle those very carefully when somebody submits those. And we look at those as a team and we say, what is this? Where does this fit? Um, we, does this fit for our a podcast that we're, we're um, teaming up with somebody to do? Does this fit with uh, us going out and filming this story? Does this fit with us sharing a blog post on it? Um, where does this story fit within our structure? And so we, we can never have enough stories. It doesn't mean we'll be able to film every single one of them right now. Uh, and we get lots and lots of submissions and requests for that. But but we love hearing those stories and there's different platforms that we have where we can share that. So, so send them our way. We'd love to see them. Do they submit them via video? They can submit them via, via a link, um, via YouTube or Vimeo or whatever it is in this submission form, they can send that, or they can just do a, a short write up that's 500 words or less. And, and then if that's something that our team votes on that we want to um, share, then, then we go back, contact that person and get more information on that story. Okay. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I, oh, you're welcome. I'm inspired by your faith and courage to find the space that you um, that you needed to be in, and then of course the the diligence and dedication to move forward in creating that. Those are hero qualities, my friend. Thank you. It, it has been. I just. I am just so blessed. This journey has been so great, and I can tell you, it's just as hard as when it was <laughs> when we discovered this is what we should do, and uh, it's made our life harder, uh, to be honest. But it has been. I just feel so blessed because of the growth that's happened between myself and my wife and our family, and the constant struggle has been a, a blessing for us, even though it's really hard. What's the biggest thing you've learned? Uh, the biggest thing I've learned is that 
I'm, I'm not meant to, to follow someone else's guidance um, and follow somebody else's plan for me. I'm meant to, to find and refine my own plan. And if I'm doing that, then I can be happy even if it's hard. Create your own story. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me. Dan Davis is a man of faith, a man of courage, and I love the personal aspect of his story because lately I've really noticed in um, in my own networking group, meeting new people all of the time, and so often it is a very common theme that people... I don't know what it is about our day and time and culture, but we are so blessed that we have the time and space often to consider on, let's say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that upper level of the pyramid where we're looking at self-actualization, where we're not looking at just what our basic needs are, but we're looking at what can we do and who can we be and what can we create that resonates with our deepest heart and the deepest meaning that we feel that we're here to create. And listening to him tell his story and also referring back to the many people that I am meeting in my networking groups who are in the same spaces of wanting to bless and lift other people, wanting to use their skills and abilities and experiences for doing good in the world and connecting. And so often this um, looks like life coaching. There's a lot of people out there taking up the, the life coaching Um, title. Um, But really what stands behind it is this desire to help other people. And with Dan, you know, he's using his skills and talents in video, his connections, his ability to connect with people to his understanding of story and use of story to do this. And so besides knowing and feeling like he's a part of my story tribe, I I also love his story of sharing the the difficulty that is inherent with walking that path, with walking the path of not being able to see everything clearly moving forward, of taking risk. We talk about risk um, in many of the podcasts that risk is required, getting out of our comfort zone is required, um, having faith in things that you can't see and knowing what you can create. These are really, really integral parts to doing what he's doing and interesting to see where his path led not knowing the way and yet um, where it's taken him and I see that of course in my path with the creation of the love your story podcast and I'm always walking into the dark right and then um, step by step one thing will happen one person will show up one interview and then pretty soon you've got years behind you and tools created and people's lives changed and it just happens step by step I reiterate this for your life and for wherever you're at and whatever your dream is and the idea that it's not easy, wherever you're at, it's not supposed to be easy. It's that faith and that courage that develops the character within you and that helps you as the hero of your story on that journey, the dragons you have to fight, the the, the fears that you overcome, the the weightlifting, you know, you lift weights, there's resistance. It's the same thing with creating anything. There's that resistance that makes you stronger, that teaches you the things you need to learn to make it happen. Um, it's, it's 
not an easy path, but it's a beautiful path to watch. I, I feel blessed to be able to share and watching that in other people's lives. And um, in my own life, more fascinated at watching how it unfolds. It's a lot easier when you get a, a little ways back and you can start to see the progress, but when you're in it and it just feels um, scary and dark, you, you just keep moving forward. Um, saying your prayers, whatever that means to you and keeping your vision, keep the vision and create the life that you want in the best way that you know how. That's what the Love Your Story podcast is all about giving you tools to heal your past stories and giving you tools for creating the life, finding the power, finding the, the little pieces that make your life better and that help you create the courage that you need for doing what you need to do. Thank you. I want you, um, I want the listeners to know and the the people on the Love Your Story podcast groupies Facebook page, I appreciate this community. I appreciate this um, camaraderie. I appreciate this sharing. And if you're not already on the podcast groupies page, it's Love Your Story podcast groupies. It's a closed group so we can have conversations and post videos and things that have to do with our own stories. But please go there, ask to join the group. We'll let you in and we'll see you on the inside. All of those tools we talked about today can be found on the Love Your Story podcast website page, which is loveyourstorypodcast.com. And have a great week out there creating your best life story, connecting, creating possibility, um, finding your way through the, the dark spaces that pop up one step at a time with faith and courage. We'll see you next week. Bye.